two mysterious deaths in Antarctica. And then we take a look at one of the more intriguing conspiracies on the conspiracy iceberg list. The Paleolithic Deep State. Do cavemen secretly run the world? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you're having a great day too. I'm uh, battling a bit of a head cold. It's gotten into my throat just a little bit. So if I sound a little hoarse or if there's some weird edits, just because I'm sneezing. And and if there's any really weird edits, it's because I sneezed on my touchscreen laptop and it started clicking a bunch of buttons. You know, there are certain ailments, certain experiences that only people who were born, say, before the year 2000 will really ever know. It's this interesting thing. So if a kid stays home from school today, they're just going to plop down in front of the television set and put on Netflix and watch Stranger Things or Paw Patrol or whatever, depending on their age range. So if a kid today stays home from school or gets stuck at his grandma's house or whatever, they can just pull up Netflix and watch whatever they want on their tablet, television, whatever. But if you were born before the year of, let's say, 2005, arbitrary number, but you'll get it, you didn't have those options. You might have had some video cassettes that you could throw in every once in a while, but the chances are, and the farther you go back, the higher the chances of this. It definitely was most of my childhood. You were stuck watching whatever was on, and in the middle of the day, it was nothing. Like, during the weekdays, I watched, like, reruns of, like, Green Acres, and reruns of Mr. Ed, and reruns of Gilligan's Island, and the Brady Bunch. You had to watch those shows. You watched Sanford and Son. You watched these shows because there was nothing else on. And I think this might be the old man saying we had it better. But as much as that sucked back then, I I would rather have cartoons on demand. It definitely did open me up to new shows. Like sitcoms and things like that. If I was just watching cart... If I could choose my cartoons all day long, I would have watched Transformers G.I. Joe 8 hours a day. But the fact that I did sit and watch like one day at a time and... What was the show with all the chubby chicks? Not growing pains. Facts of life. You know, you saw all that stuff, and it kind of like broadened your pop culture window. Like, I can, I will make a Sanford and Son reference. I make them quite often, actually, in real life. I don't think I've ever made one on the show, but I might have. Because I watch that show all the time, and I watch it with my great-grandma. I love my great-grandma. But there's a particular interesting quirk with that. Where I would sit at home, I would not go to ski. It sounds like I played hooky a lot, but... I didn't. I just remember watching a lot of television when I was a kid. And sometimes you would watch a particular show. Let's, for example, say it's Gilligan's Island. Everyone knows Gilligan's Island. And you watch it and you're like, oh, that was a pretty funny episode. And then it never lines up again where you're at home that early during the day to see Gilligan's Island again. But maybe three months pass. This happens all the time. And once I say what it is, you're going to be like, oh, that used to happen to me all the time, too. Three months pass, you're never home, say, at 11 in the morning on a Wednesday, and three months pass, you're at home, it's 11 in the morning on a Wednesday, you put on Gilligan's Island, it is the same episode you saw three months ago. That was always such a, I, I, it took me a while to catch on, but a lot of times when I was a kid, if I watched, if I watched a show that I didn't really watch that much, and then a period of time passed and I watched it again, it would be the same episode. So weird. I also believe that there is a curse 
involving television. I'll get off my television rant in a second. These are kind of paranormal, kind of paranormal slash conspiracy. I believe there is a television curse. I call it the Buffy musical curse. And the curse isn't that musical television shows exist. The curse is this. It's named after the Buffy musical for a particular reason. Whenever you, this with almost without fail, this should actually be considered a scientific law. Whenever you are talking to a friend and you say, you should really watch this show. It's a great show. The next episode that will air after that show will be one of the worst episodes of the series. It's almost an automatic rule. I'll be with someone and I'll be like, hey man, do you watch uh, Deep Space Nine? And they're like, no, I've never seen it. And you're like totally selling the show. You're like, oh dude, it's so great. It's like this serial, and you, not like serial you eat, but it's like a serial show and each episode leads to the next. And they're like, yes, Jason, I know what a serial is. I'm like, don't interrupt me. And you have like uh, the Defiant, it's the shift flying around, Worf's in it. And then the episode they watch is the episode where like Dax catches like wheat germ allergy. And you're it, it happens all the time. It's happened to me, again, so many times. But the Buffy musical, I remember exactly because I recommended that. I was like, dude, you gotta watch Buffy. It's such a great show. Like, there's a little bit of comedy. It's not that funny, but there's a little bit of comedy, but it's action. They have suspense and it has these horror elements. And people are like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll check it out. And then the very next episode was the musical episode, which to a fan of Buffy was like, oh, this is kind of cool. But it was super cringy. Definitely looking back on it. And I had a friend go, that show was terrible. Because that was the next, and I was like, listen dude give it another episode i guess it also works with music too because a lot of times people will say dude why don't you listen to primus and i'm like i did i didn't like i didn't like that that song and they're like no you gotta listen to like the first three albums and then then skip two and then listen i was like dude i don't have the time i don't have the time i i I get that all the time hey dude what do you think of 50 cent well it's okay no you gotta listen i was like don't have time to listen to their discography so maybe it applies to music too. I don't know. I've actually have no opinion on either 50 Cent or Primus. I hope I'm not going to get barraged by fans of theirs. But, you know, there's just some bands that you've tried listening to and they just don't connect with you. Let's go ahead and move on to our first story. Now, that might have seemed like it took a little bit, but I'm just trying to get into the groove. The first episode of the week is always rough, so I hope you forgive me for that. And I actually would like to know if you have similar experiences with, with Recommendotia. That's what we're going to call it, Recommendotia. It is the idea that when you recommend something, it will be the worst possible iteration of that thing that that person happens to stumble across. And I'll have to come up with a term for the deja vu. Like deja and then view, like you're viewing the television show. Jason, dude, you're a genius, bro. You are warmed up. What are you talking about not getting warmed up? Okay, let's go ahead and move on to our first story here. Now, this first story just happened this month. And... I'll say that with a caveat because it could have happened a little bit earlier and we're just finding about it now. And it's a relatively short story, but I think there's some interesting implications to it. So we'll just say it was in December because, we're, again, we're not entirely for sure. There was a, We're in Antarctica. It's super, super cold. I know I said it's a no-snow zone on this show because I hate snow so much, but we're actually going to be going to Antarctica a couple times this week, unfortunately, but... So this helicopter is flying over this research station in Antarctica. One of the bigger ones, I believe. It's American. And he sees smoke coming out of a building. He's like, that's not cool. And he's like, no pun intended. Waka, waka, waka. But anyway, so... <clears throat> it's going to be so hard to edit out these uh, coughs. So 
<laughs> the helicopter, I, these people die. I don't know why I'm making fun of it, but this helicopter lands and it goes in and they find the bodies, not bodies yet. They find two unconscious workers and they're like, ah. And so they started doing CPR. I believe one died at the scene and one died en route for medical care. And they haven't revealed who they are or how they died. And they're like, I just read in a report today and they're like, no foul play. We are still investigating how these people died. And it, the article started coming out a couple days ago, and it was it was on Drudge Report because it's kind of an odd thing, like oh, some they just found these two unconscious people in Antarctica. That's kind of spooky. There's two things that are interesting about this. One, obvi- obviously, I think the first thing that popped in my mind, the first thing that pops popped into a lot of people's minds was the thing, because it's that same location, and I think it's interesting. It wasn't the thing, but what's Interesting about the story is that if the the thing, okay, so for if you don't know, and it's an amazing, I just saw the thing for the first time uh, last year. The thing is a story of I think about nine researchers in Antarctica, and they uncover something. I won't give it away, and then this creature starts killing them one by one. If that had happened in real life, it would have been reported the same way this article was reported. And I think that's what's interesting, because in the in the movie The Thing, or any of these horror movies, you have all this stuff blowing up, and you have like the creature running through the halls, and they're like flamethrowers, and all this stuff, and people like begging for their lives and getting ripped open. But when it was reported to us, it would say, fire at McMinley Research Station, claim the lives of nine people, investigations are still underway. That would be it. There would be something in the newspaper about it because what happens is it would be, it's really hard to keep stuff like super secret, especially when it's partially civilian, but it would be in the newspaper and it would be a blurb. It wouldn't be like the halls creaked with the sounds of the dead as the thing took out nine researchers. Humanity beware. It would just say there was an unexplained fire. They probably wouldn't even say unexplained. They'd be like, there was a fire at a research station. Government officials are still trying to uh, check for survivors and casualties, and then you would never hear from it again. So that's why these stories, as as small as they are, it reminds you that if those big... Camp Crystal Lake, it wouldn't be like, Slasher smashes young co-ed's brains in. Well, that might actually be, because that's in the United States, but it would still be something like a teenage group goes... If they had an interest in covering up the truth, which they would if the thing was running around or Jason Voorhees was an immortal killer. They would give you the least amount of information possible, and that'd be it. So it'd be like, well, I think you get the point. I'm not going to keep making up exa- Kids in Elm Street, don't wake up. I mean, like, you get it. You get it. What if all these weird diseases that pop up every once in a while are actually just covers for horror movie villains? But I mean, you could, what if Ebola was actually like this chaos demon that someone summoned, and every so often he goes on a rampage? Actually, there, there actually is a conspiracy theory about that. We'll look into that some other time. I, I shouldn't have just brought that up to throw it away like that. But but another interesting side note, something that's not being reported regarding this story, is I think they're spooks. I think that the two guys who died were never going to know who they are. Because like I was saying, when it's civilian related, it's hard to keep stuff under wraps. But I don't think we're going to know who these two people are. As I was looking at the story, they said that they worked for a civilian contractor based out of Virginia, which right away, I thought, yeah, they're they're working for the CIA. They're either CIA or ex-CIA. Uh, CIA is based in Virginia. And they work for a company called PAE, which is a, 
it's a subcontractor, but when you look at their website, they do a lot of stuff like security. They build uh, bomb detecting kits and bomb defusal kits, and they're all over the globe working with U.S. partners and allied governments and stuff like that. And so with a company, an international company like that, that did assist troops and stuff like mapping, and they're basically an engineering group. It would make sense that these guys would be at this place working on a fire suppression system. The most likely, I don't even know why they're pussyfooting around. The most likely suggestion is they were working on the fire suppression system, and generally you suppress fires by reducing the amount of oxygen in the area. They probably reduced the amount of oxygen in their area and fell unconscious. I don't know why the articles are being so vague about that. They should just say they were working on the system, they messed up, and they died. They were, they fell unconscious. No, no articles even really kind of putting that out there. That's my opinion. That's, but that's the most likely thing. But, and I, I think that the fact that they are, they're possible ex-CIA or current CIA operatives doesn't really mean anything of the story. It doesn't mean they were there to fight aliens or they were there to spy on someone. I think they worked for a company that hires ex-CIA people, probably. I don't have any proof of that, but I, I, that's just a hunch I have. But I think that's the reason why we won't know who they are. Because then people can link it back to their families and stuff like that. They go, oh, this person worked for this company and this person was over here and da da da. So it's a it's an interesting story. It's going to be it's layer upon layer upon layer, and it's almost like just a two paragraph article. If it had happened in Milwaukee, it probably wouldn't even be on the news. But because it happened in such a spooky, desolate area, it adds that layer of mystery to it. Plus, you know, they were probably killed by the thing. But anyways, okay, so. The next story we're going to talk about is a story that I said I was going to put out on Friday, but I came across some new information. Now, when I say new information, I mean just another wacky, wacky theory, but I wanted to watch some videos on it to see if there, I was was like, well, let's check if there's any merit to it. This is the story of the Paleolithic Deep State. Now, we've talked before about the conspiracy theory Iceberg. And it's a quick overview. It's just a picture of an iceberg, and it lists conspiracy theories from the most well-known to the most obscure. doesn't mean the ones at the bottom are more true. It doesn't even mean the ones at the bottom are more interesting. It just means they're lesser known. A very common one people ask about is the plane of jars. It's like halfway down the chart. It's boring. I looked it up. I was like, that's it? That's lame. So, I mean, just because it's low on the chart doesn't necessarily mean that it's spooky. Plane of Jars is just a big field full of jars that some people built. That's it. I was like, that was a waste of my time researching that. But deep down on the list is the Paleolithic Deep State, and then in parentheses it says the Caveman Theory. I'm not going to bore you with a bunch of facts about Paleolithic people. It's not as much as I need to, but I'll need to give you some to set set this up. And that's code word for saying I didn't write any of that stuff down when I was doing my research. But I wrote a bunch of articles about Paleolithic people, and you science nerds can tell me how right or wrong I am. The Paleolithic era was basically the time when humans were hunter-gatherers. We were banding up in large groups. So as humanity was leaving Africa... They were starting to form bigger groups. And you would have basically family groups. You'd have your family, and then that would be part of a a band sort of thing. So you'd have maybe 20 families together. And then those 20 families may also be connected to an even bigger group, which would be the equivalent of a city or a nation. This is when people, they started doing cave paintings. This is when they started communicating with each other. This is when you started to see the beginning of a society. It was a hunter-gatherer society. So they would basically go into an area, exploit it, 
and then move on. But as the Paleolithic era continued, they started thinking, let's not exploit this area. This is a good area. Let's only fish so much. But anyway, so a little history lesson. I'm going to get off this real quick because... But the Paleolithic era, you saw the start of religion. You saw the start of communication. You saw the start of art. And there's still a lot of debate over whether the art is some sort of symbol or if it was just people being bored and saying, I don't draw a picture of an ox. That's the Paleolithic era. It was about 50,000 years ago. Now, there was a couple obstacles to what was going on there because you saw people coming out of Africa and they're like, okay, you know, this world's huge. Let's do all this stuff. Bunch of stuff. There's chickens and berries everywhere over here. They started to run into other groups, and that's where you had the Neanderthals come in. So the Neanderthals were basically stronger. Not it's, They've always been considered kind of stupider than humans, but they actually, like, we found burial sites for them as well. So we believe that the Neanderthals believed in life after death. We believe that the Neanderthals had some sort of social system, but basically the Homo sapiens were able to outthink the Neanderthals. But... As Homo sapiens were leaving Africa, they started to populate like parts of Asia and parts of other. You know, well, that's that kind of all that was there right then. But when they went into Europe, they got held back. Like we can see Homo sapien development up to a certain point in one area, and then it takes a while before we can see evidence of Homo sapiens in Europe. And one of the theories it's because the Neanderthals held them at bay for like ten thousand years. Like, they weren't able to press past the Neanderthals for whatever reason. Either they were just stronger, or they were way smarter than we thought they were. Uh, One of the theories is they were just better suited for the cold weather. So when the Homo sapiens got there, they're like, what is this white stuff falling on me? This totally sucks. And the Neanderthals are like, and then eventually the Homo sapiens did go up there. So that was kind of the end of the Neanderthals. The Homo sapiens conquered the planet. And then we moved from Paleolithic era to you know, Stone Age. And I think Paleolithic era and Stone Age are kind of together. But again, so it was, we weren't just like drooling idiots as a species, but we weren't as awesome as we are today. That's Paleolithic era in a nutshell. So here's the theories. Here's the theories that go along with that. Now, two of the theories are pretty racist. And I want to say that right off the bat because I've talked about it before on my show. I don't subscribe to any sort of... I think that the notion... You know, you you can agree with me or disagree with me. It doesn't matter to me. But I don't subscribe to ideas of racial superiority or racial inferiority. But I just wanted to get into that because the next two theories we're going to talk about... I have a theory of what the phrase actually means. I have a theory of what it actually means. But we're going to go into the two other theories of what it means. And so the first theory is this... It's that Homo sapiens pressed into Europe. The Neanderthals stopped them. Eventually, though, the Homo sapiens started to make great inroads. We're wiping out the Neanderthals. The Neanderthals said, we have to go underground. Not literally, even though we live in caves. Don't do that, Krog. Come back here. He's like walking back out of the cave. We have to go underground. We're going to interbreed with these people. We're going to look like them. And we're secretly going to control them from behind the scenes. And here's the racist part. Those Neanderthals are modern-day Jewish people. Now, to state the obvious, I personally do not believe that Jewish people are Neanderthals. However, some people do. What I don't understand... What I, this is one of the things I don't understand about racism, is that Neanderthals, like the previous description, they're way stronger than normal humans. And super immense monkey strength is not something that is generally a stereotype of a Jewish person. 
So the thing with race, they'll be like, a racist will be reading something like this and say, oh my God, and other species fought for dominance and possibly went underground, just like the Jews control us from behind the scenes. And they forget every other possible fact that could dispute that. So they forget every other fact. But anyway, so that's one of the conspiracy theories that I stumbled across. And I was like, okay, that's, that's just not true. It doesn't make any sense. But again, as a stereotype, even Jewish people in Northern Europe are not known for being massively strong. So that was the racist theory. And you go, well, Jason, you said there was two of them. Well, yep, here's the second one. So this was the series of videos I found the other day. This one has a little bit more credibility than the last one, which is to say almost still no credibility. The only reason why I think it has a tiny shred of credibility is because you can't find any information on it. And... There's a YouTube series that only every other episode is up. It's constantly being deleted, and the channels that it's on has like 19 views, no subscribers. It's really bizarre. But it is a stupid theory, so it kind of makes sense. Humanity did start in Africa. Neanderthals were up north. As the humans started to leave Africa, they ran into the Neanderthals and were assaulted and forced to interbreed and faced huge troubles and the humans said you know what we're just going to kind of stick around here here where we're at and the neanderthals were like ho 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 we won and then over the next 10,000 years the neanderthals became white people and so this is a this is a racist conspiracy theory as well um there is within within a subset of the african american community you will hear the term caveman used as a derogatory term for a white person that white people um generally a lot of people on the planet have at least 4% neanderthal dna in them between 1 and 4% however we don't see those numbers very much in africa or in native populations in south america and north america and things like that the Neanderthal blood is predominantly in Europe and parts of Asia, which would make sense because you had this huge empire of Neanderthals interbreeding over thousands of years. So the people who have no Neanderthal blood in them are the only purebred humans. They are 100% homo sapien. Everyone else is partially a beast, is subhuman. Only the native people and the Africans are true humans. And the problem is, is that White people run the world, and they're subjugating the true humans to put them down because they're human, because they're not these monstrous creatures, and that is the caveman theory. That is caveman in the Illuminati. I'll have a couple links in my show notes of a couple of these videos because they're very hard to find. It's just nonsense. It's a lot of Illuminati rantings and a lot of racism against white people, a little bit towards Asians. But yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those things that I think that that theory is probably the reason why it's on the conspiracy theory iceberg, because it's super, super obscure. The theory about the Neanderthals having Jewish lineage, I've been hearing that for a long time. Because, listen, racists are going to use any tool in their handbook to disparage the people they don't like, whether it's white people are Neanderthals or Jewish people are Neanderthals, whatever. They'll grab on any piece of information they can to throw it in someone's face. But I think the reason why it's on the iceberg is because of the theory that only Africans and natives are true humans. Because it's such a deep-cut conspiracy. I've never heard that before. And all you can really do is track down a couple of these videos and it kind of states that case. So it is a low-level conspiracy theory. However, I have a theory of what it actually is. So I've been doing all this research, and th this is going to get weird, but it explains a lot. 
and again, I'll say this, I have no proof to back this up. Nothing. Just a hunch. So when I was doing all this research on the Paleolithic era, and I always thought Paleolithic era was even farther back caveman stuff. And this was, like I said, this is where societies were being created. That you started having, like I said, you started having these family units band up with these other family units. And then you started having bigger tribes comparable to a less civilized version of like a Native American tribe. They weren't so much into rituals and stuff like that. But they did have their rituals. They did have their societies. They had rules. It was around 40, 50,000 years ago where we believe people started to develop the idea of moral outrage. Of not just getting mad because, you know, my food's gone, but getting mad because someone did something that they thought was wrong. Praying to the wrong God or whatever. This is my theory. And it actually would explain a lot. My theory is this. As humanity was starting to band up into these groups, you would start to have people in these groups survey the land and survey the people and say, this can get better. Or this can get worse. And they're thinking on a high level. They're like, this this way of life can, can be maintained. We can make it better. Or it could get worse through other things. You had communication between these tribes. And especially as they poured out into the rest of the world. And you would have a one leader to another leader say, this can get better or this can get worse. Like, we can go to war over these resources. We can work together, but we lose our identity as tribes and our different practices and things like that. This can get better or this can get worse. And as these groups of Homo sapiens continued moving out through the world, and they do encounter Neanderthals, and they do encounter these new elements that they've never ever really conceived of. I mean, who would have thought you'd run into another human, another species? These select leaders say, if we want... If we don't want to do anything, this will get worse. There's a whole world out here. There's all these gods. There's all this crazy stuff going on. And we can do nothing and just see what happens. Or we can direct the development of our species. Now you say, well, Jason, that's kind of a high thought level for a bunch of cavemen. But I, they they were basically human. They had self-awareness. They were making art for creative reasons. They were doing... They were falling in love and getting mad and stuff like that. They were humans. They were humans at this point. And so you have these select leaders of these tribes get together and say, these are the stories that we are going to tell. These are the legends we are going to promote. These are the moral systems we are going to instill in our people. We are going to make this world a better place. The first Illuminati. The caveman Illuminati. The idea of a group of people... Community, the deep state. You have everything running on top, and you'd have your you not elected, but you'd have your shaman and stuff like that, and your individual tribes. But underneath it all, you'd have a rule, a secret ruling class who would say incest is wrong, who would say don't defy the gods, because the gods would be the official messengers of their edicts. You would have them say, these are the rules. And I think that might actually explain why certain myths carry across cultures. We see stories like creation stories being very similar across cultures. We see dragons very, you know, dragons across cultures of the great flood. That myth has come across different cultures and people go, well, maybe there was dragons. Maybe there was a flood. 
But stuff like the creation myth, we know the world wasn't cracked like an egg or eight dragons came out or stuff like that. But when we look at creation myths across the world, there's a lot of similarities between them. And it would make sense that if a group of people said, whether or not you're with this band here in what will someday become Britain, or you're with that group there that will someday become Syria, we will communicate with each other. We will set up how we want our society how our race to grow. I think that's possible. I have no proof of it, but when it popped in my head, I thought that it just, things kind of fall into place that way. That's the Paleolithic deep state. It was a group of people making decisions for everybody else because they said, this is what we need to do to keep our society going so we don't get mashed out by the Neanderthals or, you know, some horrible curse doesn't befall our people, which, you know, would be a plague or something like that. Let's set up these rules. And let's deliver these messages and these moral stories across the board. I think it's weird that there are even stuff like, I understand incest because, you know, your babies could get all weird. But there are certain, like, honor your elders. I mean, find a culture that hates their elderly people. It's So there are certain, you could say those are just basic human values. But what if those human values were just so ingrained on when we were first starting off? as a species, that yes, they are human values now. Because if you didn't follow those values, you got shunned from the tribe. You weren't able to pass along your elderly hating genes. And I get like not murdering people is the same pretty much across all cultures. There's subcultures that don't really care about it, but, you know, like gangs. But stuff like respecting your elders is not something that has no benefit whatsoever really in the development of a species you could go well the elderly people can teach us stuff well yeah so can you know a book but i'll still throw a book in the garbage respecting your elders is almost a universal thing it's weird even stuff like cannibalism which is very very frowned upon in most cultures so was there a group a select group of paleolithic hunter and gatherer tribal leaders who communicated and created the rules and the laws and the mores for humanity way back then? Did they tell those stories that we see mirrored over and over and over again in different cultures that for the longest time we go, we don't know why people in South America have the same legend of people in Wales. Like, it doesn't make sense. But maybe it's because of this Paleolithic deep state. They saw the world and said we can get better or we can get worse. And they did their damnedest to make sure that humanity survived and that it got better. And if that theory is true, and again, last time I'm going to say it, I have no proof of it, just a hunch. Did they ever go away? Are the stories of the Illuminati, you know, oh, it's 1775 and Adam Weiss stopped. Did it? That's just all like total retcon. That since the first hut was built, since the first spear was thrown... There was a group of people silently directing the development of human life. Who knows? I know that if I had that power, I wouldn't necessarily give it up. Whether or not it was passed on to their next of kin or passed on to the wisest of the tribal leaders, we could never tell because it's probably just a fantasy of mine. But I think it it fills in a lot of the blanks that I've had as far as like culture world culture goes but again that being said i'm sure anyone who actually knows anthropology could sit me down and say this was wrong this was wrong this was wrong this was wrong and i'm fully fully open to being educated on the subject but i just wanted to present to you the theory of paleolithic deep state and instead of 
just showing you two horrible looks at how racist people can be. I wanted to present a theory that I have an idea about that's more about hope and the, the fascinating aspects of history and human development. So let's get past all that racist nonsense. I know it's little, I know it's easier said than done, but we look, have to look at the world and say, do we want it to be better or do we want it to be worse? You know, we're smarter than cavemen. Hey everyone, Jason from the future here. I was just editing the episode and I realized I left something important out of this story. This was um, a, a topic that a lot of people have been asking for. However, on YouTube, I had one specific user recommend it. I wanted to make sure I give him a shout out. Holly Coeris, I hope I'm pronouncing your tag right, or your name, your avatar, however it is. Holly Coeris hit me up on YouTube a while back and specifically asked for me to cover that story, and I just wanted to make sure that they got the credit for it, because I love you guys recommending stuff. It really gives me a good angle to go on. So thank you for the recommendation. Now we're going back to the episode. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Jason O'Carpenter. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.